podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. <laughs> Brian's froze already. Welcome along to your Monday night Rangers Rabble Forum. We have had nothing but technical issues. We have about two minutes to go to be started this show. Um, so I'm expecting technical issues all the way through. Um, my apologies to everybody who watched the reaction on Sunday. There was an issue with Google and with YouTube, and there was absolutely nothing that we could do about it. And I hope it's been resolved, and I hope the stream is working well tonight. So, yeah, hello, welcome along to the phone-in. Um, this is your show, so get your calls in now on 01416287237. Have your say on yesterday, the performance, the result. If you want to talk about the manager, you want to talk about individual players, you want to talk about Dundee on Wednesday, um, phone up and talk about that. If you want to talk about Antonio Cholak's interview, which I haven't seen, by the way, because I'm not long in for work, um, but I'm sure a few of uh, my guests on the pod will have seen that and many people watching as well. Um, talking about my guests on the pod, um, Brian, how, how are you, my friend? Now, firstly, we were laughing at your headset, right? But it goes along with that 1980s jumper thing you've got on as well. Yeah, I think this headset is from the 80s, to be fair. Um, no, battled up the uh, the A1, the M6 through Glasgow, up the A9 today. I was down in Yorkshire visiting friends, so got home at half past six. And once I got everything sorted out, I switched the computer on at 10 to 7, and I am still waiting for it to warm up. <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm just, I was mere making reference to that I had a big jumper you put on. Um, it's a classic, love it. <laughs> um, Lewis, how are you? I'm not bad, mate. I think I might be the, the only panel member not giving you an aneurysm today. <laughs> uh, so, I'm not happy to be here. It'll be a bit distracting with Flight Commander Brian touching his phone every two minutes, <laughs> but we move, we move. You know, do you know that is one of the few Rangers jumpers that I don't like, and I don't know why. Uh, tracky tap, I just I don't know why I don't like it. I'm probably in the minority, to be fair. This top's older than Lewis. Everything's older than Lewis. Well, I know that, but it you know genuinely I mean? is. Yeah, and the man who gave me most issue um, with technical issues, Connor. Connor, are, firstly, Connor, are you there? <laughs> I'm very much here. Hi. Well, we'll just need to see how it goes. Uh, God knows what was going on there. Um, usually it's fine, but the last couple of days, I mean, yesterday with the Scottish Fatball Show as well, there was there was some moments of technical difficulties. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a smoother ride on, the, on this show. Uh, and on the plus side, with mine being resolved, I don't have to wear massive headphones. So that's always a bonus. No, but you did just say smoother ride, um, which no doubt will get clipped up and used somewhere yeah, by Sunday. Yeah. Probably. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, look, there's loads and loads to talk about, Lewis. Um, firstly, this gets brought up every single time Rangers get a decision. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's a throw-in, if it's a free kick, if it's a penalty, if we score a goal, no matter what we do or how we go about it, there's a conspiracy behind it. Um Let's just let let's get this out the road straight away, shall we? Um, both the penalties, and please anybody phone up and tell me if you think I'm wrong. But Lewis, 
I don't. You can't get much more stonewall penalties than the two we got yesterday, could you? No, you would be struggling to find um, uh, two more obvious penalties for me. I mean, I didn't see the the, the first one in real time because I, I turned it over to the the Manchester derby at like forty seven minutes. I didn't realise we were still playing, but aye, that was a stonewall. Cantwell beats his man with ease, and he's he's took down blatantly and then the second one again it was a, a blatant tug on the shot do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's as clear as day and for a guy like Goldson's size to go down like that as well it must have been you know some force and just that that wee rat fucking Naismith man he, he's on to plums I, honestly I, I don't know how he survived this long and if he survives much longer I'll be I'll be absolutely shocked because he's so far out his depth it's unbelievable I mean Hart's Hearts in general, they know a bit of a laughing stock at a club. I mean, starting the season with a, with a double partnership and management it is absolutely crazy. Um, but you'll see a smile on my face when when that we that we basketball is his job, definitely. Straight away with a swearing, love it. Um, if it was, no, if you were talking about anybody else, then I would have said I would have apologised for the language, but because it's him, it's allowed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the the complete overreaction corner to anything that we get, whether it's the right decision or whether it's the wrong decision. It's it's. I would say it's baffling, but it's constant. It's it just it never seems to go away. And look, clip this up, folks, if you want. Right. But their striker, Kyogo, was it two weeks ago? Done one of the most horrendous dives you'll see and they got a penalty. Oh, I, I, I don't. I, I think they might have missed it. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, but it was a dive. They got away with it and they got the penalty. We don't go on about that for weeks after it. No, yeah, I've up, so. yeah, I mean, we don't because, quite frankly, we don't have tinfoil hats like uh, they tend to do. I mean, look. The, the thing that gets me is a lot of people who have a go but it just see Orangers had two penalties and go, oh, cheating. Half of them probably won't even have seen it. Half of them only have bothered to watch, won't see anything like that and actually seen the incidents. They just assume can have been penalties and do you know what doesn't help either? It was John Beaton that was the referee yesterday and we all know what they think of John Beaton because he's ties and all the rest of that. Bollocks. When he's on that football park, trust me, he's been as hopeful, hopeless for us in the past as he's been for every other team. Um, and that is uh, do, you know, do you know what, Connor? I hate to interrupt, right? And normally I wouldn't interrupt. We do have somebody waiting, and it's it's Ian in Denmark. And the only reason I'm interrupting is because he's in Denmark, and God knows how much the phone calls costing. Probably free, but at the same time, just in case. Ian, how are you? <laughs> yeah, it's worth the money, Martin. Don't worry. <laughs> how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm tired, Ian. I'm not oh. going to lie. I'm quite tired. All right, yeah. Same old, same old. Now, I've got a few points to put across the panel. Um, The first one is, do we see any actual differences um, from... It's the same, much the same bunch of players, right? Are are we seeing any differences from when Gio took over from and the good performances that were put up there in the start um, when Bill took over, away to Hearts, away to Hibs, brilliant performances, players playing out their skin. Um, opening it for the manager, new manager bounce. And I think we're seeing the same sort of thing again. But at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same mediocre players that are still playing the game. Same names in the back of the shots. And yeah, it's nice. Brilliant, brilliant to get that win. 
like uh, um, at the weekend. But um, I'm just wondering if it's just going to go back to the same old, same old. And um, I've actually I've made a little list here, um, so I don't forget what I'm, I want to say. I, I don't know if you want to take that point first, and I'll come with my list after it. Aye, I'll take I'll take that point first, Lewis, and I'll take that to you. Obviously, it's pretty much impossible to know what the, these players are going to be like after two months or four months or six months under Clamont. Um, we, we don't know. But to, to Ian's point there, the players started well under Gio. They started <clears> well <throat> under Beal. Is it going to be the same again? I don't know if I'm about to say this more in hope than actually having... Um, knowledge that that will come to fruition but for me I, I said this on the, the, the last phone in, a, a top quality manager can be a leveller in, in this league, you know we, we only blessed with absolute quality um, in terms of the players ability so you bring in a manager that's absolute quality, it levels the playing field, <clears throat> even for Rangers and Celtic and for me Clement is, is like the, you know people talk about him been unsuccessful in Monaco, but I don't think people understand that he actually had a very, very successful first season at Monaco. And Monaco have been a club that haven't been shy in sacking their managers in recent history. So I think he's actually, I think he's going to be a leveller. I think you can see it already. And whilst the Hearts performance wasn't great, the result might be, uh, this might be massive mentality wise for the for, for this this team going forward because that is massive and you just it's even if you compare him to Bill and his reaction to, to us winning that that game, it's it's night and day. Michael Bill barely cracked a smile and Clement's then laps up and down the sideline. So that's already a massive difference. And in terms of managing ability, I think well I think we've won a watch here. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself but I'm getting quite excited about the the man himself, so hopefully he proves me right. Do you know? Do you know what, Ian? Actually, I'll, I'll bring that straight back to you. I'm kind of along the same lines as Lewis. I'm trying my best not to get excited. Um, I got excited about Bill. I got excited about Gio. Um, we've all been hurt in the past um, with what's happened shortly after these guys have took over, but there just feels like, and maybe again, this is just a more hope than expectation, but. It just feels different with Clemo. Um Yeah, maybe Martin. But what what I'm what the point I'm trying to get across is it also felt different when under Beal, away to Hearts and away to Hibs last season. We were we were fucking outstanding those games. I mean, we played them off the park in those games. And yeah, well, well, Ian, Ian, sorry, sorry, again, sorry about Ian, but just to come straight back to you again, I, I, I take that point and I, and I 100% completely get that. Bill had done nothing in management. Um, I know that Gio had done well for one season with Feyenoord, but, but Clement has a record of winning leagues and winning consecutive league titles. Yeah, yeah, agreed, but... What the point I was the actual point I'm trying to make is it's still the same names in the back of the shots, and I'm wondering if that's the actual problem, no, just the managers we keep going through. It's the same, and now if it's okay, I'll go on to my list. Yep, and I go would for like it. the panel to make a mental note. I would like the panel to make a mental note for these players 
Arthur, you'd be gutted if they left in the summer, right? McCrory, right? McLaughlin, Tavernier, Sterling, Balligan, Goldson, Souter, Davies, Yilmaz, Barisic, Lundstrom, Suventus, Dill, Jack, Wright, Lammers, Roof, Dessers, Lawrence. Who would you be would you be gutted if none of the, some of them left? Like in the summer or say they were leaving or there's twenty squad players there. That 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 was like one see one of the, the, the tests that you get where they say so many words and you need to try and remember the words. That's what that was like there. Um <clears> Brian <throat> Brian. Right, I'll take it. I'll take I'll, it. No, sorry, I'll, I'll take that to Brian because Brian's got a photographic memory. Um, Brian, of all those players named, and do you know what? It's actually a, it's, it's a fair shout by you and Brian. Mm-hmm. Of all those players named and the players that we currently have in our squad, who would you be gutted if we lost? Lawrence, because I do believe when he was playing, you know, before he got injured at Hibs, there was something in there that he was producing that the other players were rallying around and sort of getting behind and the energy he was bringing to the suitor I still think he's got something to offer the squad um, and then after that you're you're kind of struggling you really are I mean as, as Ian's saying you know it's it's, Martin, it's twinning the list but... and break, I can break it up a wee bit if that's okay I just uh, I've got just if we take our our defenders right Tavernier, mm-hmm. Sterling, Balligan, Goldson, Suter, Davis, Yilmaz, Barisic. That's your back four and the back four replacements, right? Are we, is there anyone thinking like, oh, fuck, we can't lose him? Or, I mean, that's eight defenders, the first choice and the second choice. Do you know what I mean? I think our squad is, and it's, it's, I don't know whose fault it is, but there's so many players that are just either they've gone by the sell-by date or they're just no good enough. I mean, and we've got so many of them. I mean, Connor, um, on that point there about the defence, reading out all those names, you know, not one of them jumps out at me as, you know, we can't... I mean... Look, you can all you, any player can be replaced, right? But you know how sometimes you get those players where you think, mm. God, I really hope we don't lose them. Um, Connor from from that list, and and thanks for depressing the life at me, Ian. By the way, but um, Connor from from that list, there's nobody that jumps out at me <laughs> as if for me to go. Oh, I'll be gutted if he went. Uh, I mean, I it's it, it's tough to argue a case really for. Um, for, for for any of the, the defenders that he mentioned there, I must say, um, to, to say, I mean, Suter, I, I don't fully blame John Suter, um, because I do think there's a good player in there. I think obviously the injury problems he's had all throughout his career, every club he's been at just hasn't helped him at all. And I think we made a, a mistake in bringing somebody in that we knew had such a bad record, you know. He came in because he got that good run of form, obviously at Hearts, and he was, you know, fit for for most of the the remainder of that season when he came back, and that was a positive for him. But you, you can't forget that he had been out for was it over a year or something, you know, before that, and we we signed him, 
So, you know, part of it comes down to that as well, is, is the player's own responsibility. Goldson is one, to be honest with you, I would always rather have a Connor Goldson in my team as an option because you might not get 10 out of 10 for him every week. What you do get for him, though, is that passion most of the time. And I think his consistency, you can't take away the levels of fitness this guy has shown. He's played just about every minute every game over the last couple of years. Now, we can sit here and debate, obviously, the rights and wrongs and whether he should have played in certain games or no, and that's fine. That's manager's decisions we'd be talking about. But he's, you know, he's a guy that, in in a lot of ways, you want in your team the no, even if it is just as an option when we eventually um, move players on. As far as the others are concerned, I I wouldn't really lose too much sleep. Um, And I would say, you know, I I can't remember if he said Balligan in there, but a more pointless yeah. signing I've never came across. What what would we bring him back for? Do you <clears throat> pay him money to sit his thumb up his ass because that's what he's been doing. Right, Ian, just before I let you go, because I've got my producer, I would say in my ear, right, but that's not true. I've got one private chat. Um, before I let you go, the, the question I'm going to ask the guys later on, but I want to ask you just now, um, obviously we've got Dundee coming up on Wednesday night. Um we spoke on the reaction about, you know, the manager is trying to figure out, you know, what uh, formation team he's trying to get. Every, he's given everybody basically a clean slate. Um, and the fans, will obviously, the, the manager's got loads of credit in the bank because he's just in the door. Um, but how much, how long will the manager have credit if we continue to see Dessers in the starting lineup? Um, I, I think he knows himself. Clement, he knows himself he's not good enough. I mean, he's seen everything that we can see. But the problem is, I think, I think he's, I think it's more a sort of continental manager thing, whereas he knows Danilo is going to be the first choice, but whether he's just going to throw him in for 90 minutes and let him get injured and then end up with Dessos for the next two months, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to uh, treat him properly, he's going to listen to medical staff, he's going to work him up to full fitness and um yeah, like Dessers is just one of the like I say, that long list of twenty names, like they're, they're simply not good enough and uh it's it's gonna take a major, major overhaul or a, a major change of um or some of these players we've got that they can miraculously become like a, a much better player under the new manager. I hope and pray that that's the case, that we can at least get three or four that can just turn things around. But as I said at the start, these managers come and go, all the names in the back of the shirts, they're still the same and they're just they're just not producing. No matter who the manager is, no matter what the tactics are, no matter who the opposition is, they just let us down every week. And um, they're simply no good enough. They certainly are. Well, I mean, they certainly are not. And I think the game on Sunday. In fact, we'll come on to that because I, I did see a bit more um, mentality-wise from the players, but performances haven't been good enough. And uh, yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right, Ian. We've, we've seen too many poor performances from too many of these um, players. Thanks very much for your call, Ian. It's always appreciated. Um, and, and we'll speak to you soon because no doubt you'll phone back. Thank you very much. Um. See, before we come back to um, last night, Wednesday, um, I, again, I said this at the start of the show, I didn't see it, so I'm hoping that one of you three um, have, and you can help me out a wee bit here. 
Um, Antonio Cholak has apparently spoke with the papers or mainstream media or somebody, I don't know. Um, and he's not had the nicest things to say about Michael Beal. Can anybody jump in and help me out here? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've only seen what he said about his time at Rangers. I've only seen the bit about him talking about um, M. Beal. Not me either. I haven't. Nobody. Nobody. So you could have told me this before we started and I might not have looked stupid. <laughs> what 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 was the what was the conversation then, Lewis, about his time at Rangers? Um this almost brings a wee bit of tear to my cause I really didn't want the big man to leave. You know, I, I was getting lambasted for saying, you know, why are we signing Dessers when they've been a relatively same performance in terms of goal scorers, they're the same age and Cholak's already proved that he can score like eighteen goals in Scotland. And I'm sorry to say it, but I've got a big smug look on my face right now because I was proved right. And Joel, I basically said he was devastated. He was absolutely devastated to leave Rangers. He thought when he signed for Rangers, this was going to be his, his club that he retired at because he was a bit of a journeyman before that. Um, Just said he was a bit emotional. He was watching some of his goals back with, with his family and that, and it, it, it had a wee bit of a nerve for him. So... I, I, I just, I, every day that, that this progresses, I just hate Michael Beale more and more because it, it just, the, the shit show that he's left behind is is insurmountable. And it's a, it's a real shame because Cholak probably would have about 10 goals by now and Dessers has got how many? Yeah. No, listen, Cholak would have had a barrel of goals by now and he proved that at the start of last season. Even when we were only playing that great, he was still he was still scoring the goals. Right, folks, this is your show, 0141. 628-7237. Please do get your phone calls in. Um, that's why we have the phone in. Not so much so we can talk, but so we can get you on. And you heard Ian phoning in for Denmark. Um, it completely changes the topic of conversation. Um, and sometimes it can be good. And yes, Ian did depress me slightly because I wasn't expecting to talk about that tonight. But to be fair, he was he was actually quite spot on. Um, and I suppose, Brian, I, I suppose it kind of does take us back um, to yesterday. In that in that game, um, and and I said it on the reaction that you know we've seen these players for long enough. A performance like that shouldn't shouldn't surprise you, but I, I think there was just part of me who has been taken in so much by Clement that I'm thinking, and, and he's he's warned us. He's he's warned us in his press conferences. He said, "Look, I don't have a magic wand. This isn't going to be fixed overnight. And um, there's going to be uh, positive moments. There's going to be negative moments. I just I wasn't expecting this to be that poor." No. Um, the phrase that I've said before is you can't polish a turd um, comes to mind. And I'm afraid, as you said, this back four, I've moaned about it. I've spoke about it for a long time. This back four should be broke up um, along with the you know, the league winning squad three, two, three years ago, a long time ago. Um, it should have been it should have been we should have sold players when they were at their peak uh, values and Re- rejuvenated the squad within that 
Uh, we didn't. We stuck with the same back four for a, you know as it is today. It'll be the back four, and I'm afraid this is what we're we're left with. We're left with three of the back four that is that have let us down for the last couple of years, and we're we're now kind of stuck in in the sense that you know Tav, Tav's contracts up in the summer. I think Borna's is up in the summer, so. But again, we're, we're signing players and then losing them for nothing. Um, we we, do, we haven't learned our lesson from Morelos and uh, Kent. Just, you know, selling guys when we could have had an opportunity, or at least you know, if we if we got bids in for them, move them on and get younger, uh, hungrier players in because Tav and Borner just can't do the job that they once were able to do. Go up and down that flanks. Attack and then get back and defend. Just they're you know they're at the wrong age now, and unfortunately we're just we're in this position now where we've we've had the same defence for two, three, four years now, and I just don't see, I just don't see how they're going to. Well, they're not going to get better. That's the whole problem, and it's identifying new fullbacks um, to replace them because they're just they're just not able to do the jobs that they once were. So. But as I said before, we needed to rejig this defence a long time ago, and here we are. We're still, we're still three quarters of the defence still there. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the we have a phone call, and it is uh, the phone in legend. It is Alec. Alec, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Absolutely very well. Thank you, Martin. Um, all the boys. Hello to you all. Uh, straight to the point tonight, actually. Wasn't it great to watch Rangers playing that game against Hearts, doing what Celtic usually do to us? You know what I mean? The last-minute killer goals, all the rest of it, they must be absolutely billing. Billing, mate. That's what used to do. We'd play first on the Saturday, for example. We'd maybe draw a game. Out they went. And I thought our hopes were up, you know. They were... They were drawn at full, at nearly full time. All of a sudden, we bloody... Oh, I can't mind his name. I'm not even going to answer it. The two wee Japanese guys would step up and kill the game off. Didn't we just do that the other day there? Isn't it marvellous? It is. We have to keep the momentum going, though, because... We've got European games ahead. I'd like to see us keeping going with that that uh, line of work there. And we've also got hearts again for this cup that we really have to get hold of. See, once we get hold of that, I'm going to relax a wee bit. I don't want them up to high dough. It's like a roller coaster. What are you going to get the next game? I mean, we're high as a kite after the game there on Sunday. Or Saturday, whatever bloody day it was, I don't know. I'm, I'm full of the drink half the time now anyway. Because they've put me on the drink, the boys. <laughs> That's my problem now. <laughs> They're turning me into an alky, by the way. No, seriously, it's the only way I can watch a game is with a drink in me. I cannot, ca- my nerves can't take it anymore. So look, there's the story. Delighted with turning the tables at the weekend there. Let's say the weekend. And uh, come on, guys, give us a wee thought. Keep the positivity up. And what a, you know what? We've got a brilliant wee player in that Danilo. We have yeah. got a wee legend on our hands here. If we can keep him fit and all the rest of it, 
Okay, guys, I'm just going to... I always give a little budgie when I'm on here, by the way, so I'm sorry. No, no, give no. Give you no. people a fancy. It's nice to see you again. It's my life. You're my life now, by the way. I uh, right. enjoy talking to you. I've got a pretty dull life, actually. I stay on my own. Right, and, well, uh, Alec, 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 hold on. I'll bring you back in for another point hey. in two seconds. I'm going to take your, your point to Connor because I think it's an important point. So hold on two seconds. Um, Connor, Alec's point there about Rangers doing what Celtic normally do. We were horrific in that game for, what, 85 minutes? Um, first half we were terrible, second half we were a bit better, but we never looked like scoring. And then we scored two goals in the final minutes. It's not something that we usually do. Um, and it's and, and like Alex says, it's what they normally do. It is, definitely. Um, it's refreshing to see us do that. I mean, you know, the old adage is that it's the mark of champions if you can play poorly and still get a result. And that's what we've done. Um that's as bad as I've seen us play and still win the game in a long time, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, it is refreshing. Of course, I think we, you know, owe Peter Haran a backhander because that was, uh, you know, nice of him to give us the opportunity to get a, a second penalty, to be fair. Um, but no, apart from that, listen, it shows good resilience, if nothing else, the mentality and not stopping. Um and, and, and keep him going, you know, and that's what Clement was saying there as well, you know, he wants that mentality to be bred into the players that, um, you know, so that even if we're one down again, say, against Dundee on Wednesday, and it's getting late, that we don't stop, and that we're not just going to get a draw, you know, but we're going out there to get the two goals we need to win the game. That's it. I like hearing my manager have that mentality, because too often under Bill, under Gio, even under Stevie G, at times it felt as if in those moments in games, they were quite happy if we managed to nick the draw and weren't too bothered if we then got the second goal. Whereas Clement just seems to have a different uh, attitude. So, yeah, it's good mentality. I'd have much rather, um, and, you know, certainly my voice and my heart would have much rather that we won 4 now when it was a nice, comfortable afternoon. Um, that would have been nice, but it, it's a different, I suppose, set of skills. And to be fair <clears throat> to Tav, and I gave him a time for missing the first penalty because... I just thought it summed it all up, that, that first penalty miss. To step up again and put it in the back of the net, took some balls, and then it's a great cross. He's played for Danilo. Um, and Danilo done something that I hadn't seen and haven't seen Dessers doing his entire time. Actually gets into that danger area, gets up above his defender and gets onto the ball. Dessers doesn't seem to jump when a ball's put in the box for some reason, whereas Danilo did, and it paid off. So, no. Happy with that, um, but I'm hoping no, for... No, Connor Dessers does jump. You just don't see it. You just absolutely yeah. don't see it. But I want to take that point straight back to straight back to you, Alec, about us having that mentality. Who do we put that down to? Do we put that down to the positivity that the managers come in with? Or do we put that down to the players growing a, growing a spine? Or do we need to give equal credit across, across the two? I think it's a mix. It's like a big soup, isn't it? It's a mix. Uh, when Clement came in, I think a lot of them do hold him in total respect now, rather than the other man. I'm just going to call him the other man. I don't think he had any respect at all in that dressing room for a start. And uh, I think we can go forward for this. I think we can go forward quite fully by that. I mean, win the next three or four or five games, etc., etc. Let them worry about us on the other side of the city now. We're creeping up towards them. 
And our wee slut point here and there, they'll be nervous wrecks, man. Nervous wrecks. So there we are. Anyway, listen, just a wee quick point to Aldo McNaught. Thanks a lot, mate. I appreciate your comment and your text there towards me. As I say, this programme means a lot to me. I don't get out very often, okay? And uh, you guys are great to talk to. So thank you all, one and all. Uh, it does mean a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. I'm going to switch off now and go and make myself a rolling sausage or something, you know? Oh, you've made me hungry, Take Alec. Care, Alec. And, and listen, that's the reason that we do this, is for people um, to have something to watch and, and something to phone in. And you always do phone, Alex, and it's an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much. And and, and we'll probably speak to you on Friday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, this mentality thing, Brian, um, can we can we talk about the captain? Um, in fact, do you know what? I'm going to go to Lewis. I'm going to go straight to Lewis with us. My apologies. Lewis, let's talk about the captain. Um, he, he divides opinion. All right, I, th- I think that's fair to say. He absolutely divides opinion. For me, um, well, in fact, I'll ask you before I give my opinion. Um, did we win that game on Sunday without him? No, because he, he scored and assisted, so no. Do you, know, you, you probably came to the perfect person, right? Because I'm sitting here and I'm reading all the comments and you know everybody's a football expert. We forget that. Everybody's a, a, a Jose Mourinho um, and you know, Tavidel's never been good enough for Rangers. He's he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. We would have won trophies with him, blah blah blah. Do you f- can understand how alien it is that we've had a fullback that has scored over a hundred goals and assisted over a hundred goals? See, a man that does that, that is not his fault that we haven't won trophies. That's the squad that he's in's fault because if a guy like that is performing. Then I, the blame can't be put at his door. See what's happening now. He's too old to play this position. He's thirty-three years of age, and he's been asked to play this high-intensity running role wing back, and he just can't do it anymore. So see the, the the whole talk about him not being deserving in the Hall of Fame. It's just it's nonsense, and it's the same. Like sorry, switch the the conversation for Tavernier, but people saying that you know Yelmaz is too small to be a defender. Was Danny Alves too small? Was Marcelo too small? You know, Berezi, he was like one of the best. I mean, he's time. a far better players than Yilmaz, but I take your point. I think ah, it's point. just, it's crazy. It's the, the Tavernier thing, it really gets to me. And it might just be because I'm a, of a younger generation. So these players were the, the first sort of Rangers squad for me to really take a, an interest in. So maybe that's why. And I wasn't blessed to see, you know, the Brian Loud drops and the Gazes of the world. So maybe that's it. But I just think the. Have a bit of respect for a guy that's dedicated the eight years of his career at Rangers and he has performed. Whether you think he has, you're, you're just dead wrong because he has. He's had game-winning moments left, right and centre. You know, to be the, the only Englishman to top the Europa League goal-scoring charts and he did it for Rangers, beating the likes of Leipzig and Dortmund. Like, come on now. He's getting see old the, and he moves on. See the way you said Englishman there? It just it made me think of the... the the thingy, the Sting song, English Man in New York, and I've no idea why. I think it was just the way you said it. Um, we have another call that's came in. I want to come back to this, Tav, and maybe if David and Cumberland wants to talk about it, he can as well. But but David, hello, welcome along to the show. Uh, it's uh, my first time for the ring, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No, not a problem. What's your, what's your point for the guys? 
Uh, I think it was the Hearts game was a game of two halves for me. Uh, I think uh, the first half was pretty dire and hard to watch. We weren't creating much anything. I didn't have any belief in the first half we were going to score it. But the second, second that Danilio came on, it was a breath of fresh air. You could see he was moving about, engaging with the defenders, trying to create things. He was doing everything a mobile striker should do. And he was doing them very, very, very well. I hopefully that's him getting in the team now. But I think the manager will treat him with cotton gloves because he's no played a lot. So he's going to have to get the minutes in his legs a bit here and there. Uh, I've got a second me point, but you can dis- discuss that as, as you wish. Right, OK, we'll t- I'll take that to you, Brian, straight away. Um, obviously, the, the manager makes a change at half-time. He brings Dessers off, he brings Danilo on. And I think I said in the reaction as well, you know, Danilo didn't didn't come on and, and immediately pull up any threes. But within 30 seconds, he'd already done more than what Dessers had done. So I don't know if that maybe make, made him look slightly better. Um, but I think David that, David's absolutely right. You know, we have a striker there now who has the ability to score goals and score important goals. Yes. Um, to be quite honest, I think a tortoise could do more damage than <laughs> Nessers. Um, he's, um, it's it's beyond belief how we spend four and a half million on a guy like Nessers. It really is. But uh, as David's saying, Danilo's come in, um, looks sharp, looks to, he's wanting to impress. That's the thing. That I, he's, he's got the energy. He's got the sort of desire to want to do things get himself in the right positions and, you know, link up the play. You know, he's he's eager. Um, I just don't get that from Dessers. I mean, the, the Hibs game I was at at Ibrox, there was a few times the, the, the high ball would come up and Dessers would just stand there and sort of more like try to use his body. He didn't even jump. You know, at least that, at least Daniel was getting involved and getting stuck in. And that's what all every fan of every club wants to see. The players getting stuck in, a bit of desire. Um and his finish for the, the the goal on Sunday was just unbelievable. A great header. I mean, I thought he was going to go across the far post, but he stuck it in the, the near post. And to be honest, his 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 goal record's really good. Daniel, you know, he, when he was at Firenord, he was scoring goals in pre-season. The guy's a, a penalty box striker. He's not obviously the biggest in stature, but if you give him a chance inside that eighteen-yard box, there's a high probability he's going to score. Um, and that's all you can ask of a number nine. And yeah, absolutely excited. But I think as I think it was Alex said uh, previous that you know the, the manager's going to wrap him in cotton wool, not use him over over exert him after he's been out. So yeah, he'll probably start on Wednesday, and I would imagine to play an hour and hopefully score a hat trick coming off. Yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's hope so. Anyway, um, Scott, I have seen your your super chat, and I'm going to come to it um, in a wee bit. Um, but but David, your your thoughts on what Brian said and your second point? I think um, for me, Danilo does provide something else to the team. He's got that energy and relentlessness for me. And you seen his uh, interview afterwards; he was jumping over the moon to get that goal. That was that's what you want for a striker, somebody that's desperate to get you goals and desperate to prove why he should be in the team and Donkey Dessers, shouldn't he? Uh, but the second point is, uh, for me, Dundee is a game well, the only game that we can maybe see the youth getting a, getting a chance. Uh, 
for me, I would change maybe the team and try and try them on for forty five minutes. If it's no working, I'd I'd sub some of them off. Uh, but your your thoughts, lads, on that? Right. Okay, Connor. Um, f- firstly, Connor, I don't think the manager will do that. Um, he's already said that he's looking for you know a bit of consistency, a bit of continuity. So I I think he might make three changes max. Um, for the for the game um, on Wednesday, but then we come back to this conversation about youth, and it's a conversation that I absolutely hate having because I advocate so much for youth and a few players that are in our youth development that I feel could be good enough um, to do something in this Rangers team, especially from what we've seen from some of the players that we currently have. Um, but but this discussion around youth, I, I think it's going to follow Rangers. Um, and, until such teams as we actually do something about it. But on David's point, um, could we, could we possibly see uh, McCausland starting? Could we see maybe, um, well, I was going to see Leon King, but I don't see that happening. But could we see a Baylor Ice coming in on Wednesday? I, I don't see it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think, you know, I mean, Bailey Rice and in particular, we've spoken about this channel a, a number of times about getting a chance, you know, could we play him in this game? Is he going to start this game? It's never happened from yet. Um, McCausland, I, I must say, I have liked the look at. I think the boy's a, a bright spark when he comes on off that bench. I mean, again, when he came on um, against Hearts, you know, he was he was actually trying to to do something, to be, you know, do something a bit different than just pedestrian passing it about the, the front of Hearts back line and letting them low blockers all the time and he was getting some success with it so I don't see a reason why you couldn't give him an opportunity but it's more likely that he would come on off the bench um, I think if he's going to make any changes it will be with senior players rather than the, the youth players which is a shame because we've seen a couple this season that I've liked to look as I say McCausland um, Feckel as well um, I don't think done a bad job either um, so it be nice to see them come in but equally you've got to remember we need to make sure that we're, we're picking up three points as well. And those players, if, if you're starting them, the conversation we all have then if we lose to Dundee or drop points at Dundee is, was that the right decision to start the young players? Does that cost us points? You know, so you're in that catch-22. Personally, there's, the change I want him to make is, is Danilo to come in for Dessels. That that has to be, for me, the change. I know he's just come back, but I think he's probably ready enough that you could start him in the game and, and see where you go. Um, David, before I let you go, I'll let, I'll let you come back in on that. Uh, I, I mean, I would agree with Macy what you're what you're saying there, but I think if you're going to try the youth, Dundee's the basically only game that you can do. I think Lammers is going to go as well, um, and Dessers, they're the two for me are empty jerseys. Been the full season so far, and they doesn't look as if they're getting any better anytime soon, lads. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. No, David, appreciate it. Thank you very much for phoning in. First time caller done brilliant. Um, so so make sure you phone back. And that's how easy it is, folks. There's David, his first time calling. Um 01416287237. Get your phone call in now. Um there's, there's, I, I want to keep talking about what David brought up, right? But I'm going to go back to this quickly. Um, super chatting from Scott Buchanan all the way in New Zealand. Um, and by the way. The Rugby World Cup, South Africa. Oh, how they manage that, I'll never know, by the way. For, for those of you who like your rugby, um, I had a, 
I had the Ireland in the work sweepstake, and Ireland were number one in the world, and I thought I was going to win it, but there you go. Um, I didn't. Um, Tav splits opinions because of his lack of charisma in front of the media. When we lose, he hides. He needs to be visible when things aren't quite going to plan. Then fans would have more respect for him. His stats are superb. Brian, his stats are superb. Um, and, and I want to go back to, to, to what Lewis mentioned there. Yeah, he might not be, he might not have the ability to do the role that he once did, and he once did very, very well. Um, but for me, Brian, that doesn't stop, you know, five yard passes going astray. That doesn't stop his ability um to be able to make a, a bit of an influence on the game. I I, I just I thought his all round play was poor. Um yeah. against Hearts. Yeah, um, but then that's up to for me. That's up to the manager to identify a new position in the team to accommodate him, or or see him as surplus requirements and and move him on. Um, we did this with Rickson. We started him at a right back, and then he eventually circled into the midfield, and he found his home in in central midfield. Now maybe that's a, a thing that they could maybe think or want to do with Tavernier. I don't know. Um, but as, as Lewis says, and I've said before, and many others, he's not able to do the job uh, on the right side of the defence like he used to. He's 33 years old. He's got to get... There's, asking a 33-year-old to carry out the right-back role that we play, you know, the high high right-back uh, going outside the, the, the central midfield and asking him to go up and down, it's just not feasible now. And... Um, it's it's for me. It's up to the manager now. He's got to decide now what he's got to do with Tav, and in, in the sense that he either changes his position and accommodates him, or sees him surplus to requirements. But yes, as as the stat is, uh, the super chat said, you know, his stats are amazing. They they truly are. Um, but the, the conundrum now is, what do we do with him going forward with Clement? Does he keep him in that right back role? but then he's not able to do the job he did or he changes his position. Well, that is the question. That is the question. And look, Jerry's brought in a super chat, um, which I'll come to because we've got another phone call. And the reason that I laughed when my producer told me who it was, um, was because it's Jim and Kirk and Tillich and surprise, surprise, he wants to talk about Lawrence Shanklin. Jim, how are you? I'm fine, guys. Um, yeah, you know I'm like a broken record. Um, <laughs> it's just, because you can't blame me, right? I, I don't need to say too much about yesterday. I thought the boy was outstanding. And the last time I mentioned him, I think, and really so probably, people were saying I think Wolf was one of them, so I'm pointing the finger at you tonight, um, was that Scottish clubs hold us to ransom with prices, right? And they probably do, I get that. But surely, God, £4 million for Desers, and to be paying money for Lammers, now, even if he didn't, his wages alone, that boy is a much better player than the two of them put together, at least maybe one of his boots. So I'm now looking for the panel, right? Well, off to bats, to now agree that Lauren Shankland could, should be playing for Glasgow Rangers. And see the boy yesterday, when he scored against us, great header, didn't even celebrate. If you actually look at it again, didn't even celebrate. He's got in his blood. Up. Um, this is probably the last time I'm going to, well, probably won't be, I'll be lying to you, but hopefully this is the last time I'll mention him because I want to see that boy sign in January. Right, well, first of all, I think, I, think, I, think, I think, Jim, I think we paid about three million for Lammers, if, if memory serves. I think it was about three, three and a half million Lammers cost us. Um, Lewis, Lawrence Shankland, um, 
just on Jim's point there, what do you think? I mean, look, quickly for me, I thought, and you know, at the, the periods where he was involved in the game, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was probably Hart's best player. He showed that he can finish, um, which he showed him plenty of times in the past. He's a very, very, very good striker. Um, signed, signed for Glasgow Rangers in January? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would have preferred if it was done before Dessler's came in. And I completely agree with Jim. I think again, this is this is the previous management that, that that's made these silly decisions. You've got a guy that's got a proven track record in this league. He scored over thirty goals last season, I'm sure. And you know, people will come on here and say, "But he's not been performing this year." Well, maybe you've not been watching Hearts because Stephen Naismith decided to play one of the best strikers in the league in a number ten position. So that's why he's not scored more than two or three fucking goals. But he's a, I think he's a top striker. The only thing that worries me about Shankland is the age, the age profile. I'm pretty sure he's about to turn twenty nine, which is which is pretty old. Um, you know, you're looking at maybe two or three good seasons at him. But again, that could be the difference between, you know, no one in the league for three years and one in the next three league titles. So it just depends. I think you would need to try and get one of the other strikers off the books, hoping to God that being Dessels, and then maybe see see what happens. But it is, it's even, it's even more difficult to sign anybody in January because when you try and look for signings in January, other teams know you're desperate, so the prices shoot up. I mean, can I can I just say very really really quickly before you come back in, Jim? I've just seen one of my favourite comments, and that's that you know you could have bought everyone in Dundee a happy meal with the three and a half million that we spent on Lammers, um, which is absolutely true. Um, Jim, then do you do you genu- do you honestly expect that something that Rangers would do go out and spend three and a half four million pound? Um, on on Lawrence Shankland, that like what Lewis says, and again, it makes me feel ancient. But at, at, at twenty nine, um, I probably don't expect him to do it, man. Should they do it? Aye, because I think it could be the difference between see one games of football, mate. Go and score goals. Your forwards aren't good enough. Maybe Danilo argument. But let's be honest with Danilo. We're still we're not here excited because he scored two good goals, one against St Johnson as well. Crying goals. Lawrence Shannon's a proven goal scorer. If Rangers daft, I just think it could be the difference between winning the league and no winning the league. And see, for me, I couldn't give a shit if it's twenty nine or sixty nine. See if it's bits of ball in the net for Rangers. That does me. Do you know what I don't? Do you know what I don't get, Jim? Um, see if a guy is in is playing in Scotland, right? And he's banging in the goals for Hearts, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Um, but see if he's banging in the goals. What are we then judging um, a player who's good enough to play for Rangers on? Are we just judging it solely on what we think they can do in Europe? Because if we're, if we're, if we're judging it on what they can do in Scotland to help us win the league, surely a striker who's banging in the goals... Um, for fun, regardless of who they're playing for, is good enough to do it for Rangers? No, 100%, mate. But what you've got to do is you've got to win your leagues or finish the size boss in the league to, to qualify for Europe. And the boys done it. And I'll tell you, another player as well, as well in Scotland at the moment. And they might not be of this cup of tea, and they could end up like maybe a John Jones. See the boy Armstrong at Kilmarnock? He quite excites me as a football player. And when I compare these lads, in our league, remember, in our league's the bread and butter, when I compare these lads to the likes of Lammers and Dessers, there's no comparison. These boys are playing with passion for their clubs. 
And they, I, I mean, I, I must be drunk every every time I watch the film and the highlights. These boys are scoring goals here, left, right, and centre, and creating chances. Shankless being the bonnet net every week. I just don't understand what your scouting system's doing, and I just I can't get it. Honestly, it drives me insane. And I watch Lammers. I'm a better player than Lammers. There you go. I'm a better player, better player than Lammers. And it's, I don't like criticising Rangers players. I, when I went home and away every single week, I was one of these ones who would never ever blue, uh, sorry, boo our players. I would never ever criticise them because I was that obsessed with them. I still am. But see right in front, you see when you look at Alan McCoy's St. Johnson, all these players, i said it before, give these Scottish boys a chance, give them a chance. Dessers, Lammers, and oh my God, I mean, it's terrible. When they gave me the women's team, be all due respect to the women's team, all due respect, because you know what I think of them. I'm sorry, but I think we're definitely missing a turn with Lauren Shankland. I really do. And everybody, I'm asking, I've been this question to four, the four guys in the panel tonight. Do you know, think that was to beat a, a goalkeeper like Jack Butland with that header was incredible. A great goal. Forget the size of the fullback, you've still got to execute it. No, I mean, the, the can I just quickly say, Martin, sorry, because I, I need to correct something because I think I don't know what Lauren Shankland has only just turned 28, he's not 29, he was 28 in August. He's actually younger than Cyril Dessers because Dessers will be 29 um, before the year's done. To be technical, I said he's about to turn 29, so technically he has turned 29. Technically, <laughs> you're full of garbage because he's not 29 until August next year. He's only just turned what, 29. What's his next stage? Is his next stage going to be 29? So he's going to be 29. <laughs> you're just as bad as a fucking age polis in the... <laughs> My, my, my next age is 29 years old. At least I've got his tongue guy. At least I've got his tongue guy to be Lawrence Shanklin. I'm just pointing out because he is younger than Dessers, so he's no can, can, can I just say, our producer Jim has changed your name to Lawrence's dad in Kirkintilloch. Um, oh. No, but do you know what, Connor? Look, Lawrence Shanklin scores goals. Um, you watch, obviously you watch, you, you do the Scottish football show for us here. Um, what do you make a what do you make a judge point? Is there anybody else that we could be scouting right now that you think we could get in who's better than Lawrence Shanklin that we can get for the same money or less? Um, well, I think look, Shanklin has been phenomenal for Hearts. There's no question in that. Um, there was a lot of questioning going there when obviously he left Aberdeen and, and Dundee United never fully worked as well as he'd have wanted it to, but he set the ground running. Uh, if I'm honest with you, um. There is another guy I think we should be looking at that's currently playing in, in Scotland right now, um, and he's only 24 as well, and that's big boy Jan Majofsky at Aberdeen. What a player he is on his day, and he is a damn sight better um, than, than the options we've got, um, maybe with the exception of uh, Kemar Roof on his day or Danilo when he gets fully motoring, but the guy's a, a proven goal scorer. Um, not just, by the way, in Scotland, but this season he has scored in every single one of Aberdeen's European games as well. So he stepped up that level too. So for me, that's the guy I'd be looking at um, as well. Whether you get him in January, again, we need to wait and see what if the manager's going to have any money to play with, are we going to sell players? That's the kind of stuff we need to work out. But that that would be my shout. I'm sure there'll be people in the comments have a go at that because people are very, you know, we need to stop thinking that we are too good to go and get players in Scotland because sometimes when you're doorstep, you get great football players that you can utilise, and I think he'd be one of them. I mean, yeah, Walter that's Smith a, was the shot. That's a fair shout, Connor. 
That's a fair shout, Connor. Um, the only thing I would say with that was, did, did you see Lauren Shantlin's claims off the goal line yesterday? No, <laughs> I, I, I did, but to be fair, um, if, uh, if if Dessels was half as fair that Shankland was, he wouldn't have had the chance to clean it, really. It, it, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, mate, you know, like it's, you know, but I, I just thought, I just thought the boy's old general play, see the way he controls, the way he controls the ball and all that, and he takes it there, I just think, and he's, he's actually a lot taller than I thought he was, and I think he'd be ideal. You've no answered my question yet about his header. To beat somebody six foot five, Jack Butland, that took some execution. That was a great header. For that no, it was. Really it was well. phenomenal. Sorry, he's uh, not a kid. Sorry, he's not a kid. He's nearly thirty. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Listen, it was. A, it was a phenomenal header. Um, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Um, Jim, my producer is screaming at me in the comments. Um, oh, we've missed a couple of calls and I want to try and get one more in before the end yeah, of the sorry show. About but, that, guys. Sorry no, about but that. as ever, listen, thanks very much for your call, Jim. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the evening, guys. We are the people. Cheers. Bye bye. I mean, listen, Jim's, Jim's been, he's said Lawrence Shanklin forever. He's been consistent on it. Um, so fair play to him. Um, so I don't really want to go back to this conversation now, but we will. Um, Jerry Hardy, um, super chat. Thank you very much. That's New Zealand and Canada, two two places that I really uh, some my bucket list to visit, and I, and I really, really, really want to go. Um, I agree with Lewis. Tav's accomplishment is second to none, and his crossing and scoring is still intact today. It may help if Tav was given a few days off to stay refreshed, um, than being trotted out. Um, game after game after game, which is a fair point. The only, the last thing I'm going to say on the Tav thing is, Lewis, for me, I would have no issues if in two or three years, if, if Tav's moved on or Tav's retired or whatever, um, then you put him in the Hall of Fame. And the same for McGregor, the same for Davis. You don't go in the Hall of Fame while you're, you're still at the club. For me, that's just my own opinion. No, I agree with you. I think that was a similar decision. Um, especially, you know, Davis and McGregor were both touching 40, near enough. Tavernier's, um, you know, as I've been corrected 400 times, is only 31, turning 32. So, uh, <laughs> aye, it was a strange decision, but we'll move on to the Tavernier thing before. Yes, we shall. Yes, we shall. Right, uh, we've got time for one more, maybe two more calls if they're quick. 01416287237. If you want to talk about something that was discussed tonight already, or you want to bring up something completely different, um, then... Robert's waiting to take your call. So 01416287237. And I haven't said it yet. A massive thank you to our sponsors, NordVPN, who also sponsor Rangers Football Club. They also now sponsor the Rangers Rabble. If you want to get 63% off of a two-year deal with NordVPN, then the link for that is in the description. And of course, if you use the link, you help support the podcast um, as well. Um, okay, Connor, we are playing Dundee on Wednesday. We had um was it was it David and Cumbernauld, I think, who was talking about, you know, can can we use some of the youth in, in that game? How do you expect the manager to approach uh, uh, approach Wednesday, especially after what happened on Sunday? Well, I, I expect that he'll approach it in a more I was gonna say a more attacking style, but that's the way he approached the game there. He said before the Hearts game, that that was a game that we should be, you know, wanting to dominate and, and win. And I think that's exactly the same philosophy that he'll be approaching the Dundee game with. Um, go and dominate the ball, go and be more, you know, I think a bit more creative than we were uh, against Hearts. And, um, you know, I think that's what he'll be going for. As I say, I, I can see him making the changes um, 
with potentially Dessers coming out for, for Danilo um, and maybe one or two others just to give us that a bit more of an impetus because the one thing about a team like Dundee they, they are they do pose a threat going forward with, with back of Yoko um, who we've ranted and raved about in the Scottish football show plenty of times um, so he's one to watch out for and I'm sure that'll be instructions for the manager but ultimately we've got to go there and be patient to a degree because they'll frustrate us that's what they do but go and get an early goal go and attack the game um, and, and don't just dominate it with the ball for the sake of having the ball actually do something with it and I think that's the kind of approach he'll be looking for um, because he'll, he'll not be wanting to you know have a, another sweaty evening in, um, at, at Dundee because it would be the most strangest thing in the planet that you call back a couple of points at home to Hearts and then drop points away at Dundee I mean how many times have we seen that story early years so you know Hopefully that won't happen. No, but Brian, look, Dundee, fifth in the table, right? Um, I d- had no idea they were fifth in the table. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they were down near the bottom, right? But I say fifth in the table. Two wins, and I think it's five draws in that. So what's that? Two wins and five draws in, let me see, and do, do, do nine games or whatever, ten games. Two wins. For, I, I can't even work at the maths in my head, right? My maths is terrible. But two wins and five draws, and they're in fifth place in the league. Um. It's a horrible stadium. It's a horrible pitch. I don't know. I say it's a horrible pitch. I don't know. It could be a bowling green for all I know. Um, but it's an away game in the league, and we know what Dundee are going to do. We know they're going to sit back. They're going to put 45 men behind the ball, and it's up to this Rangers team to go there, Brian, and, and, and break them down. And it all depends, I suppose, on who the manager starts, um, how capable we are of doing that. Absolutely. And of course, we've we've been to Dundee before and struggled, and you know, struggled to get by one nil wins, two ones. You know, it's not it's not it's, it, we've not exactly went there recently and stuck a few past Dundee. So it's always a a difficult place. As you say, it's a there's a couple of good there's two the two stands at the ends are nice, and then apart from that, it's not very good. But we've got to go there and be professional and do do what we you know we should be doing. Um, putting a few past them, but as, as Clement says, he hasn't got a magic wand like Harry Potter, so we're going to have to be, It's it could be one of those nights where it's, you know, we're going to have to sort of hang on and sort of struggle with it like we did at the weekend. Um, I, I hope it isn't, but um, history suggests that going to Dundee is never an easy job, so it could be another one come out from behind the sofa when, this, when we score, so but I'm I'm positive about Wednesday. Um, I'm I'm quite sure the players are buoyed after the weekend. Um, you know, sticking at it and coming back. So let's just hope that um, they bring that positivity and they they're hopefully they're starting to buy into what Clement's trying to say because let's be honest, what was said before clearly wasn't working. I mean, it's going to be stuffy, Lewis. It's it's unless we can do what we're done against Hibs and we get that early goal and then we maybe open the game up a bit and then it could be four, five, six, whatever. Um, but if we don't get that early goal and it's stuffy a bit like it was against Hearts, it could be, and I hope it's not, but it could be a long night. Um, I, it could be. I, I actually, for once, don't think it's going to be. I think Clement's the type of manager that will drill it into these players. Listen, that performance does not happen again or you won't start because somebody mentioned it in the comments earlier. He took Dessers off at half time. Now, if that was Michael Bayward Geo, it would be 65 minutes before Dessers come off. 
Mm-hmm. So that to me is already a decision that he's made that shows he's not going to take any shit here. And you know, in terms of what I would like to see, I would like to see McCausland get a start because I think he changed the game a wee bit. I think he, he helped Tavenier out, you know, having somebody that was actually on the wing in front of him rather than Lammers who kept drifting inside. And again, Bailey Rice, I just I don't understand why this boy keeps getting mentioned, but he never plays. You know, I, I I'm a football manager person so he's he's a bit of a wonder kid on it this year you know i didn't realize he was left footed you know that that's a, a massive thing in football now you, you know it's a rare commodity being left footed and he already looks a man at 16 17 he's never really looked at a place why not give him some minutes if raskin's going to be injured but other than that it would be the strongest team for me because it needs to start building especially when we've got you know the the semi-final and then sparta after that so do you know what? Actually, that's a fair point, Connor. Because one of the things I did see on social media after the game was there was a lot of people saying that we don't have that midfielder who can control the tempo of a game, who can slow it down, who can speed it up when needed, um, which was, was which was desperately needed against Hearts. We don't have that type of player. Um, Raskin, right? He's not been great. He's been good. He's not been great. He's not. I don't think he's showed anywhere near the potential that he showed when he first came in. Um, Campbell's still getting back to full fitness, but Campbell's not that type of player either. Campbell's that type of player that just gets forward and likes to create and make something happen. Bailey Rice, to me anyway, is that midfielder who can sit there and dictate and control the tempo of a game. And I think it's a midfielder that we're absolutely screaming out for. I would agree that we're definitely seeing it from you know a midfielder at that out. Um, I must admit I haven't seen enough uh, of a player like Bailey Rice to, to really uh, comment on whether he's it or not. No, he's quality, Connor. He's quality. No, let's absolutely take your word for it. I know you obviously follow the B team a lot more than I do, so um, you know we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I might see him a week on Tuesday because uh, they're they're playing just up the road for me uh, against Airdrie, so uh, I might pop to that one and. And check them out to be honest, but um, no, listen, I think we do need that. I, I think I'm looking, I'm trying to think of what we've got and go, is there anybody there that's got that? And well, you've got double and Sifuentes who were on the bench, which I, I, I still don't think I'm not sure. Double and Sifuentes, they haven't really, you know, they've not showed me anything when they've played to suggest that they are. Having said that, I haven't seen enough of them in a Rangers jersey because both. Um, just as they started getting in uh, under Beal, picked up their injuries and have both ended up sitting in the sidelines. Um, so I do think before they get written off, they do deserve another opportunity because I don't feel like they had one fully um, to, to go and prove themselves. Um, I think you know, Tom Lawrence, I, I think there's a quality midfielder in Tom Lawrence. I think we've seen that, you know, what he's capable of before he got injured when he was, you know, hitting his form. We saw I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on from all injury-prone players, Connor. The way that I feel right now, we we constantly talk about Roof and how good he is. Then he comes back and he gets injured. We see Tom Lawrence, fantastic, fantastic player, um, constantly gets injured. Sifuentes, since he's been here, has just been one big injury. Ryan Jack can play five games and he gets injured. And this is a topic, a conversation for another day. But you mentioned it and it's in my head and it's annoying me. I'm just. As much as as much as Tom Lawrence is a phenomenal football player, I'm just ready to move on from the injury-prone players. Mm. Well, I mean, no, listen, I think I get that. I, I'd be the same. I want to get players that are going to be fit and stay fit. I do think some of these players haven't necessarily, I mean, fair knowledge, I don't think Sifuentes came to his way 
like a, a massive history of getting injuries or anything like that. I mean, it comes to us and bang. Been injured since he's been here. <laughs> I know, but that, that's where maybe we need to look at. Maybe that's something, you know, again, come on, has been looking at all the, the medical sort of histories for the players and stuff like that. And I think that's a very positive sign because that's him assessing who can I rely on going forward? Who's injured and, and more injury prone and going to keep getting injured? And who's, okay, they're injured now, but it's one of these things, they'll be back and they'll be fine. That's the sort of stuff. Because you need to look at what's going on and it's, it's a, a long-winded conversation for another time, but clearly there's been stuff going on in the training pitch as well with the coaching staff and all the rest of it that for some of these players has not been working um, and, and has been causing problems with injuries because um, it's a joke we always make you know in recent years we buy a player and then he's injured and out for the next six months um, you know immediately after it and then you need to see what happens but I think I, I, I've got enough faith in Clement that he'll assess properly um, those players and he'll deal with the ones that are just are no going to suit because they are, they are too injury prone so I think you might get your wish Possibly, possibly. Right, all three years in, we're just about to finish up. Just come to all three years quickly. Um, Brian, Wednesday night, um, comfortable win? Yes, 2-0. Danilo to score first. Lewis, Wednesday night, comfortable win? 3-0, Danilo to score first as well. Connor, Wednesday night, comfortable win? Yes, 4-0, Danilo to score first. Yeah, well, my prediction you, is... Martin? My, my prediction against Hearts was wildly wrong, and I got the last two before that spot on, to be fair. Um, I'm going to say 1-0 to Rangers. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. I'm going to say 1-0 to Rangers, and I think Dessers is going to score. Oh, in the 87th minute, 87th minute Dessers is going to score. Because I got it so wrong against Hearts that if I say that, then I'm hoping the opposite happens and we win like 5 or 6 though. That's Martin, you're going to do me a favour, Martin. Can you join our Predictor League in the Scottish Football Show? Because I won't finish both of the table. We. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I prefer. I like Gallants. Five 0 Rangers, five penalties. Um, God, could you imagine the meltdown? Oh my God, that would that would end him. That would finish him. That would be that would be so good. That would be so good. Listen, Brian Connor. Lewis, thank you so, so much for joining me. We ran a bit, we ran a bit but over time, and it's well. In fact, it's well, Connor uh, Lewis. It's nearly your bedtime. Oh no. <laughs> So, <laughs> absolutely. I was going to say so. Uh, you know, I, I told some jokes before we started last night, and I told some jokes before we started tonight, and I'm just in a jokey mood. Um, but there we go. Um, listen, thank you to everybody who tuned in, everybody who phoned. Um, thank you so, so much for phoning. That's what this show's for. We want to get more calls in. See if we keep getting calls and calls and calls. This will be a two-hour show, um, which is what I'm hoping to achieve in the future. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody who phoned in. Thank you to everybody in the comments. Thank you to our sponsors, NordVPN. We will be back for build-up on Wednesday night and then, of course, reaction. And then we'll be back again after that on Friday um, for another Rangers Rabble phone-in. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Podcast Network.